It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to YesNetwork.com's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. I'm Joe Callow. Joined along, as always, with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, the Giants fans' number one message board on the web. It's a place where the Giant fans go to get some injury news, some scoops on the team, and, you know, some overall coverage that you wouldn't normally get on the bigger sites. Eric, let's talk about this Giant victory because around here there's some people that weren't so happy with the way that the Giants beat the Saints, but I look at it this way. It's a victory at home in a playoff race coming up here, and it's one of those things where the Giants knew when the game started that they had to win the game to remain in first place, and they put a lot of points up on the board because you have to against Drew Brees. Yeah, I, 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 this is this was a really important and a key win. They had to win, especially what happened just moments before the game started. You had two dramatic wins um, with the Cowboys and the uh, the Redskins both winning with, with last-second field goals. And, you know, had they lost, this really would have been a really good day. But had the Giants not won, we would be, you know, in, in pretty desperate straits. And I think if you told somebody – um, for the game, that the score would be 52 to 27. I think most people would have figured the Saints would have been the team that scored 52 points because of the history of the Giants against that team. So it was a really good win. It started off a little scary with with the pick six going the other way, but it was obviously David Wilson's coming out party. Yeah, and the game really started with David Wilson making an impact with a great return. Unfortunately, the Giants couldn't capitalize, but. You know, the return game all day with David Wilson scoring a touchdown in a much-needed spot when he did get it, and and also Jernigan having a great return, which also led to Giants points. Yep. It just looked like the special teams and the defense were really there when they needed to be, and it just looked like when the game really started getting close within one touchdown, the Giants finally said enough is enough, and we saw them pull away. Maybe some people wanted to see them, you know, hang on to a lead like, you know, what they had, but... I'll take it because, you know, you, you mentioned before the Giants have not beaten Drew Brees, and usually the Saints score a lot of points on the Giants, whether it be at home or in New Orleans. So I think all Giant fans really have to be happy just getting a victory against that team. Yeah, and the kick return game was, as you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Jernigan too because, what you know, who the sort of unsung heroes here is, is Wilson did really good, Jernigan really did well. But the the blockers were were doing an amazing job of taking people out on those returns, and they had sort of one sort of a muffed return where Jernigan fumbled the ball and it was recovered, and then there was one sort of so-so return by Wilson. But even with those two returns on the six kickoff returns they had, they they averaged almost 50 yards uh, a return. I think the final stats were 287 kickoff return yards. For six returns, that that that's just that's amazing. That's just incredible, and um, it, it is odd that on on two of two of those kick returns only led to points. Um, they had two other kick returns by Wilson that were one was 58, and I think the other was 52, that never led to points. But they, you know, that was that was amazing. And the other guy on the other side of the ball, the guy who who not only has a nose for the football, but seems to every time he picks it off get a lot of yards going the other way is Stevie Brown. I mean, that was a huge play in the football game, too, where Stevie – and I that was a 
a really good play on his part. Um, you know, some of the interceptions he has this year, the, the ball has bounced his way, but that was that was a Pro Bowl type play where he sort of read the read the play, the tight end coming over to the middle and jumped in front of the pass, and then sprinted 70 yards going the other direction. And I thought that was probably next to Wilson's kick return for a touchdown, that was probably one of the most important plays of the game because I thought it really dramatically shifted momentum back in our direction when the Saints were starting the drive again. Yeah, Stevie Brown's been tremendous this year, and I'm glad you brought that up. After he catches the ball, it looks like he really flies. <laughs> you know, it looks like, you know, usually you get nervous when one of these DBs catch the ball and they, they return because a lot of times they'll fumble. And Stevie Brown, sometimes you, you, you yell that the, you just want these guys to catch the ball and just go down. Yeah. And instead, you know, stop running. But Stevie Brown looks like he could score every time he catches yeah, it the seems ball. Like it seems like he must have a – at the end of this year, we're going to have to figure out how much return yardage he has on his picks because he's, he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of return yardage, so he was he, he was big. Um, you know, they had uh, Will Hill forced a fumble that was big in this game too. Um, you had two picks by Stevie Brown. Um, there was another fumble that Lindell Joseph recovered that I think Antro Roll forced. So that the turnovers were huge. Um, if you look at the statistics, you know this is the big debate on the website this week was. The, the state of the Giants defense those are there are people that are really down on it because they look at the yardage and the Giants are really down again towards the bottom in terms of yards allowed um, in the league but they're eighth in points allowed so they they appear to have a sort of a bend but but don't break style and they're thriving off of turnovers the big fear of course is if those turnovers stop then then you wonder what's going to happen but if you hold the Saints to 20 points, and that's taking away the interception return for a touchdown that Manning threw, if you hold the Saints to 20 points, that that's pretty that's pretty darn good, and I think most people would take that any day. Absolutely, you know, anytime you score 52 points in a game, and 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 sure, Eli Manning had a couple of really bad passes. Yes, I he mean, did. You know, those interceptions were terrible interceptions, and you really saw. The look on Tom Coughlin's face, I think it was the second interception. Second one, he really went ballistic. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. don't think Eli Manning is going to keep throwing <laughs> a ball like that, and, and he does. But on the flip side of it, Eli Manning did have you know some really nice passes. I know he was trying early in the game to connect with the long ball with, with, with uh, Knicks and Cruz, and he finally connected on that stretch play with uh, – with with Knicks, yep, where they've been trying, yeah, too. and they've been trying to do that the last couple of games with him, and and Cruz makes a big catch again, and he finds Martellus Bennett in the end zone, and a, a really nice play by Hickson for a touchdown, and you really had to be excited about what David Wilson now is going to bring us in this uh, second half of the year, and it's shades of what Ahmad Bradshaw did for the Giants in the Super Bowl run uh, of five years ago where you really saw him bust out in the Buffalo game, and maybe it's the same kind of thing here with David Wilson, where he could provide you know, a spark to, to, to the running game late in the season. Not that they did need a spark, because I think Ahmad Bradshaw was really running tough, and I loved what Andre Brown brought to the short yardage game, but unfortunately, come on, Eric, you can't do anything about injuries. You can't sit yeah. there and go, well, if we had these guys, you just have to pick up and, and, and use the pieces that you had. So you hope that David Wilson fills in and does a nice job. Yeah, and the thing that, that might work out for them here is this, and one of the uh, um, the posters on the website brought this up, is we're, you know, we're down to a few games left in the regular season. Everybody's beat up right now. Everyone's a little bit tired. Here comes Wilson, who's fast and quick, anyways, and he hasn't—he's hard, hardly been used at all this year. 
And now you're going to go on a fast track, and, and we'll talk about the Atlanta game in the second half more, but now you're going to go on a fast track down in Atlanta. And, you know, you might run into the situation here where he's running at a different speed than a lot of the defenses he's going to be facing right now because he's fresh. Um, now, he's he's not a big guy, so hopefully he doesn't get, get hurt too because the chances are getting really thin at that position right now. But he's, you know – He's the kind of guy that right now he could leave defenses sort of huffing and puffing trying to chase him right now. And what I liked about him against the um, um, the uh, Saints was it wasn't just the, the big the, the two big runs, the return and, and then the, the, the 52-yard run that he had. I liked the tough runs that he had in the fourth quarter where he and the touchdown run earlier in the game where – you know, he was getting six yards, or there was actually, I think there was a 21-yard run in there, and I think there was like a 16-yard run in there. But he was, you know, he was making, he was getting hit. And he physical, was, yeah, he's and being he was physical. physical with those, and yeah. he was falling forward. And that's the kind of thing that we didn't know if we had what we had in him, because we know he can run. We know he can run away from people, but can he, and, he, and the, his reputation in college was, he's a guy that takes a lot of hits and can keep going. He breaks a lot of tackles. But this is the pros, and we didn't know that. And there were some runs in the New Orleans game that seemed seemed to indicate you better you better get both hands around this guy, or he'll break a tackle. And if he does, he might go the distance. Yeah, and you, you brought up a good point about some fresh legs. And now that Ahmad Bradshaw has been ruled out against the Falcons, you you think that the Giants also have Ryan Terrain on the team if they decide to dress him, who also hasn't played all year. So yeah. maybe it's an advantage going into the last couple of games of the year. Where you have these fresh legs and you can use them as a weapon. Yep, and they got they they have um, Lumpkin, who's the other running back. <laughs> it's a horrible name, but he's a guy that you know he's played in this league and he's a good pass protector and he's actually been active the last few games. So I you know I think they're probably going to activate both backs and Wilson can't can't carry it the whole way. So either Terrain or Lumpkin, one of these guys is, is going to get a few touches. So it's going to be interesting to see not only how they use them but how many touches they actually get. Um, so th- that'll be bear watching. The good thing about both those guys is they're big guys, and they have a reputation for being better short yardage runners, which we're going to need right now with, as you said, and- Andre Brown's out. So so maybe that'll work out as well, too. And we don't know when Bradshaw's going to be b- back. You know, he sprained that knee. Mm-hmm. He, might be, he might be out for a, uh, another game here. We're going to have to see. He's a real tough guy, but... Um, this might be you know a couple games here that we're going to need these these guys. I love that name Lumpkin. It's like he's a character in Animal House. That's <laughs> definitely an Animal House character. Here's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you that me as a Giant fan, I noticed with the Giants team, and I just have some questions that I'll bring up to other Giant fans because we kind of know the mentality of this team over the last five years since they won the first Super Bowl and the second under Eli Manning. Uh, do you think – Knowing that the Giants knew before the game started that both Washington and Dallas came back to win, do you think the Giants still win that game against the Saints if both teams had lost? You know, the funny thing is, is except for OCU Manura, most of the people, including the coach, were saying they didn't know. I, I find that a little hard to believe. I think mm-hmm. OCU was more telling the truth. You know, I I know where you're going with this. I I, I think they would. Um, Okay. I think they still would have won it. I, I think that the wild card in this really was Wilson. I, I think, you know, the question is, is how would this game really had gone, I think, had Wilson not um, tied the game up right away after that, that, that touchdown? Because 
as as the guy that writes um, the game reviews for me uh, for the website mentioned, the beginning of this game felt very similar to the Cincinnati game. You know, things were going wrong right off the bat. We were mm-hmm. wasting good field position. We had we had two possessions starting in Saints territory, and yet the Saints were leading seven to nothing, and they hadn't done anything on offense. They they had turned the football over, yet they were lead, lead, you know winning seven nothing, and it, it was that feeling of, oh here we go again. But then in one shot, Wilson turns you know turns into a seven seven game. We get the ball right back again because of a turnover, and you know it, so I think. I know where you're going with that with that question, and you'll probably get different answers from different people. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that these two would have won oh, just because oh, yeah. Wilson sparked them. Only because we know the Giants' mentality with this group of players. It's always that they play their best football with their backs against the wall, and you kind of knew going in the game because the two teams had come back to win that they only had that one game cushion instead of two. And you know, you know how the Giants sometimes start out very slow at home. And against Drew Brees, you know, you blink and you could be down by three scores. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just asking, uh, you know, fellow Giant fans how they think the Giants would have responded if they knew that they had a two-game cushion. If, I know. think it would have been so. more – I think it would have been more problematic had the game – those other two games occurred, say, the day before. Okay. You know, for whatever reason or, or, or a few days before. You know, if we had played a Monday night game and they'd won on Sunday – no, for example, that's where you you tend to see this team let its guard down. But I think probably enough players didn't know. And then once the game starts, you know, I just I just think you don't have a lot of time to think about this mm-hmm. stuff. I don't think that that's my guess. I I, I wouldn't put too much. I'd like to think I that, that wouldn't have been too much of a factor. We know we know they tend to take it easy a little bit, but I I hope it's not that bad. Where they think well, just a few a few moments after the game starts that they yeah, don't have to do this. So. And and, the, and things don't get much easier for the Giants as they no. they have a road game one o'clock on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, who are also, you know, they're coming off a loss. So, you know, the Atlanta Falcons are still trying to prove to people that they belong at the top of the NFC, and we're going to come right back and talk about that. The Big Blue Breakdown Podcast, Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow joined, as always, with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, the Giants' number one fan message board on the web. And the Giants pay a visit to the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. And it's kind of weird because the Atlanta Falcons were sitting on top of the division and on top of the NFC for so long all of a sudden, they lose a game. You have the Giants coming in, and I'm sure, I'm sure, Eric, the Atlanta Falcons are going to remind themselves of what the Giants did to them in the playoffs last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know that they've been circling this game, and the, the one thing the Giants have going for them thus far this year is there have been a, a couple of re- revenge games, and those have been two of our more impressive um, wins, the ones against the 49ers and the one against the, the Packers. Both those teams you knew were pretty ticked off at the Giants, too. So hopefully history repeats itself w- with this team. Um, you know, it's a big game for them. It's obviously a, a really big game for for us. Um, we don't really have a lot of room for error here. That's the unfortunate thing of losing that Redskins game. If they had won the Redskins game, they'd have a little wiggle room here. But you just don't know. 
you know, everyone has a different opinion of what the Redskins are going to do and the Cowboys are going to do in the last three games here. But you can't assume, you know, like a lot of fans are, and Tom Coughlin can't assume this, that you know, one of those one of the one of those teams may may win their last three games. They play each other still, but you've got to make the assumption that that the Redskins or Dallas still have it in them to go three and zero. Now, if they don't, that's great. But you got to make that assumption, and if you make that assumption, then the Giants at least probably have to win two of their last three in order to get the wild card, and they'd have to win all three to get the division. Now, if both those teams lose, then then that that will create some some breathing room for the Giants so you just can't assume that and because this is a one o'clock game getting back to your earlier point which is probably works in our advantage they're going to have to play hard from the get-go because they're not going to know what those other teams are going to do yeah and you face an offense now with Roddy White if he does play with Julio Jones and you also have Michael Turner who's a great short yardage back and 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 Matt Ryan's having a terrific year Tony Gonzalez and Gonzalez watch out for Gonzalez down there near the goal line so you have a lot of weapons that you have to watch out for and the Giants unfortunately are going to go into the game without Kenny Phillips and and Prince Makamura and you know you just I don't know I mean I've heard a lot of people say that this is a game that the Giants win because they're always better on the road and they'll rise up to the competition but I think the Atlanta Falcons really have a bad taste after that playoff loss to the Giants because the Giants basically demolished them last year and really made them look bad in front of the country, saying that they didn't even belong to in the in the playoffs last year. And I just think it's going to be a harder game than a lot of people think, you know, because you think you look at the record, eleven and two, yeah, it's a hard game, but it's the Falcons, and the Falcons are never expected to do big things, you know, late in the year and in the playoffs, but. I think that there's a lot riding on this Falcons season because the owner has told them that he just doesn't want to just make it to the playoffs. He wants to get to that big game in February. So I think the Giants would do a lot for themselves to win this game. I don't want it to be up to them to win the Baltimore game because I think this is the more important of the two because it's an NFC. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If they win this game and they win the the Philadelphia game, they are really in good shape with the conference record, and it would be – very difficult, even if they'd lost the Ravens game, for them not to make the playoffs. It's not impossible, but um, some of the other teams, like the Bears, are, are falling apart a little bit right now. And um, you know, if they if they can win the last two NFC games, they, even if they don't win the division, they're probably in. So it's a huge game from the Giants' perspective. From Atlanta's perspective, it's not just a revenge game, too. But you know, they hear these other people, these other. Um, critics they you know the falcons haven't played anybody um they're not as good as their record and if they go in and they do lose this game you know that self that self-doubt obviously is going to start to filter into the locker room so it's really big for them i i i do like the matchups in this game on for the giants except the big the big worry now for me it's not the bradshaw injury it's not the phillips injury i'd be more worried about phillips if stevie brown wasn't playing as well as he is it's it's Prince of Mukamara not playing. He you know he he's not playing, and so you got to have the the rookie J. Ron Hosley come in. And how is he going to play? He's a smaller guy. He's very aggressive. This is a huge game. He's going to have to line up against Roddy White if he plays. Now Roddy White's questionable, but he didn't practice all week. But usually when you're questionable, you usually play. And, and White's never missed a game in in his pro career, so you got to assume he's playing. And then, you know, Jones is just a really dynamic wide receiver, and Webster has been really up and down this year. So they obviously can score points. The Giants can score points. 
I, you got to love Wilson on that fast track down there. And Eli plays really well in domes. That's the other thing. Everyone says Matt Ryan's really good at home, and they, they are 6-0 and at home this year. But, but um, the Giants usually play well in Atlanta, and, 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 and Eli does really well in domes. So something's going to give in this game. And, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm a little leery of saying this is going to be an easy game. It, this, in a lot of ways, this feels this week like, like the same situation a couple of weeks ago where everyone was feeling great after the Packers game and said we were, we were going to kill the Redskins. And now I, I think Giants fans are feeling pretty good about themselves again, and some of them are saying, oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a cakewalk. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, and if it is, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I, I, just, I, I think it's going to be a, little bit, a lot tougher than that playoff game. Yeah, and the Giants always do play their best football on the road against good opponents, so I think Giant fans have to be very happy about that, that they think they're going to be prepared going into this game, and it means a whole lot because you're going to watch what the Redskins do against the Browns and if RG3 is going to play, and also the Dallas Cowboys playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers because, you know, I think if Dallas wins this game, it's a big launching pad because I think Pittsburgh coming off a loss never never loses two in a row, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and, and, and now with RG3, which is not a real easy injury to get over. Sure, you could say it's a sprain, but, you know, his whole game is his mobility. So he's not yeah. a drop-back passing quarterback. And Cleveland's so. been playing good football lately. Yeah. So they can't, you, they can't, you know, if they look past these guys, that, that there could be an upset there, too. So Yeah, I think it's a great test for all three of these NFC East teams. There's a lot of great football games, not just those three, but there are a lot of great football games this weekend. Uh, yeah. This is the best weekend so far, I think, in football. Uh, if you look at all the matchups, but th- th- this is a huge game for the Giants, and I like you mentioned, like we were talking about earlier, you got those two outside weapons. You got to watch Gonzalez if they can control Gonzalez. You know, the one thing that the the Falcons are, are so good at right now on offense is they're really good on third down and they're really good in the red zone, hmm. and a lot of that's due to Gonzalez, who just doesn't seem to age. Now he is slowing down; he's not the same player, but he's really savvy now, and. If you can control him and take away Ryan's security blanket, um, that that will help a lot. And I think having someone like Jaquan Will- Williams, who played last week and played fairly well, um, you're seeing um, Keith Rivers playing more now. Mike Bowley's is a little beat up, but it looks like he's going to play. If they can control Gonzalez, kind of like they did in the playoff game last year, I think it makes it more. I think you take Ryan more out of his comfort zone. And the running, this is the key. Atlanta isn't isn't hasn't been running the football very well at all this year. Um, Turner's been averaging around 3.7 yards a carry and just can't seem to get going. Their their backup Rogers has actually been doing better and he's a good receiver out of the backfield. Um, the Giants have been giving up a lot of rushing yardage lately, including last week. So if they if if they can completely make Atlanta one dimensional, and they did that in the playoff game, I think Atlanta had something like 13 rushing yards or, or something like that. But the Giants really did a number on the rushing game. Then the Giants should win this game. They just got to keep that running game um, in check, and then they, so they can focus on getting after Ryan on the pass rush. Do you think the pass rush has an impact this week? I mean, I, I know that I do. Matt Ryan is not the most mobile quarterback, and I think this is one of those games where. The Giants have good games against quarterbacks like this, but do you think that this is the week where you really see an impact? Yeah, I do, and I I think for one reason is is um, or not one reason, but I, I when I look at the, when I rewatched the the Saints game, the pass rush wasn't as bad as it I as I thought it was when I watched it the first time. They actually did uh, tuck 
did fairly well playing inside a defensive tackle on a few plays. He really clobbered Breeze on a few plays. And Yuman really got off the ball really well. Um, and then and then JPP also had a stronger game than he has. I think they're starting to round a little bit in the form, and you combine that with what you just said, um, you know, the quarterback is a more traditional drop-back guy. The Atlanta offensive line is decent, but it's not overpowering. There's not a lot of great athletes on that line. Um, again, a fast track. We, we have a fast track. So as long as they can get um, – the Falcons into third and long situations, I think the pass rush will come alive. One of the problems they've had this year is they haven't been as tough against the run, so teams have been in more manageable down and distance situations, so you you don't get into your more exotic pass rush packages where you got Kiwanuka um, in, in, in on the defensive line, and then you move people like Tuck and JPP inside and stuff like that. So stop the run. As long as they stop the run, I think that they'll be able to do much more damage against the uh, on the pass rush this, this game. They're going to have to because if Prince and, and Kenny Phillips aren't playing and they're not, um, they've got to protect that secondary back there because the one thing Atlanta can do is they can throw that football and they got a lot of weapons. So if that pass rush isn't there, then, then this is going to be a shootout. Should be an interesting afternoon of football on Sunday. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us. And Giant fans, keep coming back every single week to yesnetwork.com and keep going back to thebigblueinteractive.com for all of your football needs. For Eric Kennedy, this is Joe Callis saying stay true, stay blue.